Hi, everybody, and welcome to a very special holiday episode of Read, Watch, Play. I'm Corinne. And I'm Cleo. And those are the only voices you're going to be hearing today, because we are here to talk about holiday fan fiction. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we were given free reign to do whatever we wanted to fill in this, uh, this week's episode, and we have taken that to heart and are running with it. And when we say holiday fan fiction, we looked for multiple holidays, mo- multiple winter holidays, but everything came up Christmas. Everything did come up Christmas, and uh, I truly do apologize to our Jewish listeners out there. I looked for Hanukkah fan fiction. And let me be clear, we had some stipulations that made it a little harder. We were only looking for fic of topics we have covered in the past on this podcast. So if you think that there's Hanukkah-related Cavalier and Clay fanfiction out there, you're wrong. There's not. So I looked. (laughs) We found some pretty interesting stuff while we were looking, too. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Christmas kink. A lot of Christmas kink. I found a, oh man, I found a Yuri on Ice uh, It Follows crossover fic. I didn't read any of it. I kind of wish I had, but I haven't seen Yuri on Ice, so I didn't want to spoil anything. But I, I found That's that very intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Gosh, what else? There's just a surprising amount of Danganronpa fanfiction out there. Like a lot of it. I don't know. I found that I love a little that. surprising. <laughs> yeah, no, oh. that was... I was not expecting that. A lot of Danganronpa, no 999 fanfiction. What's up with that? Why isn't James out there writing fanfiction for 999? James has to step up his game. That's true. So, Cleo and I were kind of given uh, the reins to do whatever we wanted in this very special episode of uh, Read, Watch, Play. And we decided that we wanted to do something on fan fiction because, as you may have picked up in the past, dear listeners, Cleo and I are fairly avid fan fiction readers. At least I am. Cleo, I don't know. What about you? Yeah, not so much recently, but definitely growing up and in college. And I even, this is silly, but, or not silly, I thought it was great. But in grad school, I had a homework assignment that was to write fan fiction. So I wrote a Bioshock Infinite Sailor Moon crossover. Oh, It was much longer than it needed to be. That's beautiful. A Bioshock Infinite Sailor Moon crossover? Okay, wait, which characters were transported into which universe? Um... Elizabeth did a switcheroo with Sailor Moon and Chibiusa, I think. Oh my god. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, Cleo, you should post a link to that in our in our show notes somewhere. So oh god. That... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. It's, it's, I, w- I did not write it for quality. It's, I wrote I it understand. because I don't know why. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, so Cleo, you said that you've been, you've been, you know, not reading as much lately. When did you get started reading fan fiction? And what was your first big fandom? Oh my god. I think the first, no, I remember this. I was really, really into Escaflone fan fiction. <laughs> there was like, I even emailed, as like a 10-year-old, I emailed the author of one of my favorite Escaflone fanfics and was like, 
your writing is so good. I know you probably, like, get this all the time. Like, this is a famous person. Uh-huh. I, like, emailed them a fan letter about how much I love their Escafloni <laughs> fanfic. And they were really flattered. And it made me happy. That's so beautiful. And, oh, God, I wish I could find that. I wish I could find that, that piece of writing because... I remember it very... I remember that one fanfic more vividly than I remember most books I've read in the past year. Wow. Wow. That is very impressive. And how old were you when you read this? I think I was about 10. Wow. It was whenever Escaflone had, like, come into my world, which was, I think, about that time. Because I remember I was younger than the protagonist. Yeah. All right. Well, for myself, uh, of little surprise, I'm sure, to many people, um, my first big fandom was Harry Potter. Uh, so I read a lot of Harry Potter fan fiction when I was, yeah, I was probably like 10 or 11. Um, that Because that's when, I don't know, that's when the, the Harry Potter fan fiction explosion happened. And like, right. the world of fandom changed forever because fan fiction suddenly became you know, if not more socially acceptable, at least not legally incriminating. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what it was for a very long time. So we've been around the fan fiction block for a number of years. Yeah. And for listeners who might not know, uh, fan fiction often has, I guess, uh, a, a topic that it you know, it explores. Um, sometimes fan fiction is continuing a story. Sometimes it's, you know, uh, it's looking at, you know, what if one point of the story changed? How might things have been different? Uh, sometimes it explores missing scenes. But a lot of times fan fiction is uh, what's called AU or alternate universe. And it picks kind of a, a topic to explore further with the characters. And I'm going to make a bold statement here, but I'm going to go ahead and say that I feel that Christmas fanfiction is into, in and of itself, an AU topic that fanfiction writers explore. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, especially in the specific titles we chose to look at. That's true. And what titles did we choose to look at, Cleo? <laughs> so I will say now we looked at every single title we've covered for specifically queer holiday fan fiction um and what we our favorites that we came up with uh were we have one from until dawn a horror game that we covered many a moon ago um we have a little series of vignettes christmas themed vignettes from the hunger games Mm -hmm. uh which is very unquestionably AU. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And also unquestionably AU, we have a World War I variation on Life is Strange. Yeah, that was an interesting one. Yeah, it's not one that I would think of. Just so our listeners know, um, we're not going to drop names of the fix uh, because uh, we didn't reach out to the authors beforehand and uh, I, I felt as though it's not I, we both kind of feel as though it's not uh, kind to name drop their fiction without 
talking to them first. But we are going to use these points of reference to talk about uh, Christmas fan fiction in general and alternate universes and all sorts of stuff. So no specific references from us, but I'm sure if you are interested and want to read more, you could find them with a little bit of digging. It will be hard to miss. <laughs> I think they're really specific. Yeah, surprising pretty much nobody. The uh, the the realm of queer Christmas fan fiction is pretty small for most of the titles we we chose. What what fandom would have a very large offering of queer Christmas fan fiction? I would feel anything that had that already had has some kind of Christmas setting. Like, um, suddenly I can't remember Christmas movies, but I'm suddenly thinking about Carol. Christmas Carol. I'm suddenly thinking about like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, the stop motion or the claymation movie, and like, man, I, I wonder if there's fan fiction for that movie. How about the Nutcracker? Nutcracker. My sister oh, was just in a production of that here in Austin. Is there more than one female character in that? Because we were looking at queer female holiday fan fiction Uh, specifically. So there is like that. I'm not sure exactly what the uh, exact storyline of Nutcracker is, but there is like a snow princess type dancer who's like Hmm. really fond of the little girl. Not in a creepy way, but, like, if okay. people really wanted to fucking stretch it, that's a possibility. Well, I think I think really stretching it is kind of the, the name of the game when it comes to certain of these Christmas AUs. Uh, because, uh, I don't know about you, but one of the main things that I found when we were reading through stuff, and even when I was looking around before, was that uh, Christmas fanfiction seems to want to put all of the drama and angst and any problems the characters were facing in, you know, their their main work, it wants to just completely forget about that and put it to the side or put it in the past and yes. ignore it entirely in order to tell these fluffy, happy stories that, you know... <laughs> to the point that I was looking... So if you're wondering, there can't be possibly, like, Mad Max Fury Road Christmas fan fiction. There is. It exists. And it is still fluffy somehow. Huh. It is like horrible dystopian wasteland. Why didn't we read any Mad Max Fury Road Christmas fan fiction? Because <laughs> it wasn't queer. Oh. That's such a shame. It was Furiosa with uh, Max. Oh, I don't like that ship. Sorry. Sorry, shippers out there, but that is not for me. Yeah. I, bro TP for sure, but I don't, I don't like them romantically together. Yeah, me neither. Um, so yeah, so Christmas fanfiction, I mean, it kind of seems to be about, uh, it kind of seems to be about, like, forgetting all of the, the drama and the pain and the angst from the regular media. And one of the other things I've noticed is that specifically Christmas fanfiction seems to be written as Christmas gifts for other people. A lot of the, of the yes. things I saw had like stuff in the in the notes or in the summaries that were like this was written for Yuletide of you know whatever year or this was written as a fic exchange or this was written for a secret Santa present uh which is really kind of interesting to me yeah that was literally all the fanfic like everything i found was 
I think, a Christmas gift thing. Because I know that um, a lot of uh, fandoms and ships out there, uh, once the initial sort of craze is over, the, the fic writing will die down and then there will be sort of fandom organized events where a lot of fic writing and art and, and fan art creation takes place. Um, you know, typically there's like a, you know, insert ship name week and then there will be mm-hmm. a lot of uh, prompts created or uh, topics that people come up with. And then each day, anybody who wants to participate will uh, write fiction or draw or, or make art or, you know, or make manips or fan bids or, you know, however people choose to participate in fandom according to the topic. And it'll create this huge, like, swell of content for that particular fandom and pairing. Um, and so there's there's those organized events. And then also there are there is the Christmas time where uh, or not just Christmas time, but holidays in general, where uh, people will organize things like fic exchanges, Secret Santa, Yuletide. Uh, and I have a bunch of friends who participate in stuff like this every year where, um, you know, basically everybody puts their name in a virtual hat. And along with their name, they put in uh, pairings and sort of like topics that they're interested in seeing. And then everybody will swap around and whoever you get, you have to make a piece of thing for one of their, their ships that they've, that they're interested in receiving work for. So I feel like, you know, when a, when a piece of media is past its quote unquote heyday for, for fan art and fanfic creation, that's generally how you get more stuff introduced. Which means that a lot of the times holiday fan fiction is kind of the only fan fiction that's still coming in for certain ships. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make a bold statement that people might take offense to. This is a day for bold statements. <laughs> a lot of this Christmas fan fiction, I felt like the characters and the, like the universe didn't really matter. Like it could have been any characters from any content ever like it didn't really matter where it came from it was just like because once you get rid of all the conflict then what is there left to kind of define that universe like make it still have anything to do with its source material i'm inclined to agree with you um i mean most of the stuff we read today you could replace those names with any of the other names that were in the other fix that we read and it would be the same story. Yeah. Um, I think that's, it's kind of a fine line. I feel, you know, that, that fan fiction writers have to walk, you know, it's to the, like, at what point does the story that you're trying to tell stop being a story about the characters that you want to tell a story about? Like, when do the characters stop being those characters or when does the universe stop being that universe? And if you take, you know, both the characters as they are in their original source material and the universe from the original source material away, are you even telling a story about those characters or are you just telling a story about two girls who just want to make out under some mistletoe? Which I'm not opposed to. More girls should make out under mistletoe. But, you know, only if they're both into it. There was mistletoe is such a fan fiction trope. It really is. Quick, 
quick side trip here on the so- on the subject of mistletoe. Cleo, how do you feel about mistletoe as like a concept? Um, I'm really not into anything that's going to like pressure people into feeling like they have to be intimate with someone. Like, I can understand it being a little bit cute if people are like actually intentionally placing themselves under mistletoe. But at the same time, I don't know. It just, why? <laughs> it's, it's, I've never heard of it actually going well in real life. Like, it's always the wrong people coming up to you if you, like, plant yourself under there. Or, like, people, like, you don't realize you're standing under it. And then people all around you are, like, chanting that you'd have to fucking make out with someone. And I'm not into that. I'm into consensual Makeouts. Yeah, I I'm inclined to agree. I've been thinking about this kind of recently because the subject of mistletoe came up on a on the my Twitter uh, feed a few days ago. But I was thinking about it. I've never I've never been at a party with mistletoe, and so I've never like been subjected to it. But I I can't imagine why I would want to and under what circumstances I would ever put mistletoe out at one of my parties. Because, you know, if all my friends want to make out with each other, we'll just make out with each other. We don't need mistletoe to tell us to make out with each other. But if we don't want to, I'm not going to force them to. And I can't imagine being in a circumstance where I'm like, demanding that people follow the rules of my hanging plant and make out. Like, that just (laughs) seems so weird. (laughs) follow the rules of my hanging plant (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's i don't know great fan fiction trope terrible real life uh thing don't let plants tell you what to do yeah don't let plants tell you what to do that's just good life advice in general i guess (laughs) (sighs) oh So what else did we learn about Christmas fanfiction as we are coming up on the 20 minute mark, which we said was going to be our, our, our stopping point. Is there anything else that we, is there anything else we want to say in this short, sweet holiday episode? I wish there was more New Year's fanfiction because I looked for that specifically. I think there is more potential for drama, especially of the romantic variety. All right. Uh, because you have you have a countdown. It's like a traditional for people for consensual people, <laughs> or not the people who have consented to kissing <laughs> to kiss at midnight, uh-huh. um, w- without being told to do so by a plant. Uh, uh-huh. I and it's like there's a lot of symbolism for like there's a new year, new life ahead of you if you want, but no one's writing New Year's fanfic. Yeah, I think I might have seen one, but it was like super duper short. So I didn't, uh, I wanted to get something at least with a little bit of story structure. I've seen New Year scenes within larger fanfiction works, but I have to agree. I very rarely see individual New Year fix, which is interesting for all the reasons you listed. It seems like they'd be the juicier fix to write. But I guess the Christmas stuff kind of comes with the... The, the sense of uh, domesticity and all that. Um, mm. I feel like the same peop- the, the same kinds of people who are interested in like marriage fix and in their OTP having children and stuff like that are interested in right. 
Christmas fix. You know, they want the those quiet domestic moments, and that's kind of that's kind of the appeal of of Christmas fix, which largely occur you know around Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. You know, mm-hmm. you don't read a lot of Christmas fix where it's like frantic holiday shopping on the fourteenth. Like that's not a Christmas fix. <laughs> It's about snow, opening presents, being with family, quiet domestic moments, like I said. Yeah. Whereas I, I feel like New Year's Fix would be, like you said, more drama, more uncertainty, new relationships as opposed to relationships being established. They're different beasts. I guess that says a lot about me as a person that I prefer <laughs> New Year's things. <laughs> Uh, you know, honestly, I'm inclined to agree with you. I think I would also, uh, I think I would also prefer New Year's themes. I generally, when I read fan fiction, I'm more interested in like the, in in stories about people coming together, not stories about established relationships. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, I, I, I notice that in myself, and also in media in general. It's like the interest is mainly in relationships being established rather than relationships that are already established growing more. Um, yeah. The, the, like the will they, won't they kind of thing. Even though when you're reading yeah. fan fiction, you know, they will, they will every time. Yeah. Like it's not a surprise. <laughs> it says so in the description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's interesting though. So, um, I guess final question for me, at least Cleo, do you like Christmas fan fiction? I want to, but I think quiet domestic moments, like I enjoy them in my real life, but if I'm going to read about that, like if I'm going to choose to read about my favorite characters, I feel like I'm not super interested in hearing about the moments. Not want to say like moments don't matter, but moments that are without any kind of hint of conflict Mm. or angst. I just, I like angst. It's fair. Totally fair. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of Christmas fan fiction either in particular. Um, I, I think that they tend to be kind of too far removed from their original material and characters both. And as we were talking about before, uh, they could sort of be about anybody at the end of the day, especially when they just are set in these modern set AU settings as opposed to the original, the original setting of the story that they're supposed to be from. Um, I generally prefer when my fan fiction is still very clearly about the characters that they're supposed to be about. I, I look for good, good characterization. And that can mean a lot of different things, but somehow Christmas fan fiction always seems to to lose some vital part of the characters or the setting or, or something. I agree with so, that 100%. Yeah. So despite all of that, I'm happy we had a chance to talk about Christmas fan fiction today. All that being said... um, I think that's all we have to say for today. We wanted to keep this short and sweet. We're at the 25 minute mark and I think it might be time to wrap up. Yeah. All right. So uh, our next episode should be released in two, uh, two weeks from now. Uh, 
that will be at the beginning of January, and it is not going to be our regular schedule because we're still going to be taking a bit of a break. However, we will have something interesting for everybody to listen to at our regular release time. And then after that, we will be getting into our next topic of meddling kids. We will be reading the book Meddling Kids, we'll be watching Stranger Things Season 2, and we will be playing Oxenfree. So, until next time, and this is very weird to be saying, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of Read, Watch, Play. If you want to help us out, the best thing you can do is to tell your friends about the show. You can also rate and review us on iTunes. If you want to find us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at RWP Podcast or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash RWP Podcast. Welcome to a very special holiday episode featuring yours truly. And this is just so bad. This is such a bad intro. I don't know how James does it all the time. <laughs> <laughs>